everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 525. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And it's just the three of us for a while, so enjoy it while you can. Other than that, I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and my voice is kind of shot. Not because I was at Anime NYC. I don't know if anybody remembers from last week. You know, my throat was bothering me, so there you go. But I'm on the healing side of things. So outside of that, how is everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can I can concur with that. Most definitely concur with that. Oh man. <clears throat> Let me pull this back up. Perfect. Uh, so we are live tonight, week of November twenty third, twenty twenty one, right here on Twitch TV. I just also want to say before we continue, happy Thanksgiving to everybody that celebrates it. And for those, well, it is what it is. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find out more information about them at vognetwork.com. And they also stream as well. You can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick things off on Sundays at 8 p.m. starting with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And don't forget, we also have a Discord. So come hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through and hang out. We'd like to hear from you. So, yeah, now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and ask the others, how was their week? How was their day? Ari. Uh, yeah, you, you missed me last week, didn't you? With every buckshot so far. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you couldn't hit my fat ass is uh, kind of telling on how bad your aim is. <laughs> I, didn't know I, was, I didn't know I was an Imperial Trooper. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so... Anyway, this week was pay, like this was a pay week, so mm-hmm. yeah, some of the overtime I've been working went in, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this being uh, Thanksgiving weekend coming up, I have Thursday through Sunday on my on the docket for me, and I just know I'm going to get a lot of overtime. Oh, and yeah. uh, work and working a double on a holiday, like like Thanksgiving, that's like a week's pay right there, pretty mm. much. Nice. So as much as I'll be dreading it, you know, I'm definitely going to jump on whatever overtime they give me this weekend. And I don't blame you for that. Mm-mm. What I do blame people for, though, is uh, all the people who just, who are like no call, no show, or just, you know, decide not, decide, eh, I'm going to, like, yeah, I'm not in the state right now, so I can't come in. Because, you know, we're already a, you know, strapped for manpower as it is, so when people do that, it just makes things worse. Hmm. And granted, yeah, it's your it's your sick time, your hol- your holidays or whatever. So nothing nothing I say will get them to stop. So 
Like that's not the problem anyway, though. Gotcha. The the problem is being just short staffed in general. Uh, this week, this past yesterday actually, I got the COVID booster finally. Oh, that's good. I I still got to make my appointment for mine. Yeah, <clears throat> it was easy enough to find the place, get it, and uh, get out. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like like the the evening after it, I was just nodding off on the couch and uh, watching YouTube and stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, this sucks. I can't freaking stay awake. So it was like 7.30, 8 o'clock or so when I was in bed. Unfortunately, my body decides to wake up every roughly every hour and a half. By about 2 in the morning, I was like, I'm not going to be able to get back to bed. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I've been up since like 2 this morning. So is it the same, when you got the booster, is it the same vaccination you had before or a different one? The Pfizer one, yeah. All right. They so, make sure to coordinate it. Because they say you can mix and match, but let me ask you. You can you- mix and match, but um, you can easily find the one that you've already gotten. Yeah. But um, let me ask you. And when I, and when I lined up for it, they uh, said, oh, which one did you get? And I showed them the ID, my uh, vaccine ID, and they're like, okay, and uh, they get with the paperwork they had me fill out, they gave a little placard that said Pfizer booster, and it was in uh, purple. Mm-hmm. So e- so even easier to differentiate from the others. Well, that that's good. But um, when you got the the shots before, did you still feel lethargic after, or did you feel fine? I felt fine after it. I mean, granted, they did make you, you know, put, sit down for about five, like no, 15 no, no. minutes or so, just in case you... Uh, did have some kind of reaction to it? No, 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 no. What I'm asking, when you first got the vaccinations, oh, the other two did shots. You, uh, did you did ha- you did you react to it the same way? No, I didn't. All right, then I know when I get my booster, I'm going to I am going to have a a bottle of Pedialyte, chilling on ice, with uh, seamless on the ready. So, yeah, I when I got that my booster, I slept all weekend. Like, I purposely got mine Friday after work and made no plans for that weekend. Yeah, that's... I was fine by Monday, but Saturday I slept the entire day. And Sunday, mostly, until probably about late Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think that's going to be my plan, because I've always gotten each shot on a Friday. I was told, the first shot's fine, the second shot will put you on your ass. And I got the second shot and I was fine. And then it's like, if you got the Moderna, it'll put you down. Those with Pfizer, you're good. Now it seems like if you are good on the Pfizer, the booster shot's going to put you down. So I'm going I'm going to set up an appointment to get the shot next Friday. So that way, if I'm just like, at least I will be fully prepared. So Yeah, I well, it's good about getting it yesterday is my – like my job, you know, offers us one day of a like one exempt day for getting a COVID vaccination. Right. Which the first two didn't bought I didn't use because they were on my days off anyway. But yeah, I was like, my boss told me, yeah, just get a hold of the paperwork, send it off the medical, you'll be fine. You won't get charged with a late with a sick day. I'm like, okay then. So that's what I did. Sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, did have I was having like crazy cuckoo ass dreams like between uh last night and this morning 
You sure that wasn't Cherry Pie Flashbacks? Cherry Pie Flash? What? It's a reference to um to to an episode of Married with Children. Oh no, it was a. Uh, I was discussing the nature of a uh, fictional universes versus reality mm. with uh, actual fictional characters. Uh, okay. I was in Paris. I've never been there. So, okay, so that explains that post. Okay, because I had no clue you had got the booster shot, and or if I, or if you said it, I certainly forgot. So. Yeah, I mean, I I also thought it was you know taking too much overtime with also being on the evening shift this week. Right. So it could have been that like, any combination of those things. Fair enough. Fair enough. I totally get that. <laughs> All right. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not horrible. Uh, just basically trying to uh, get things packed. Um, I'm just going slowly. I'm not going crazy. And, uh, you know, just my normal going to work and being a bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very weird to um, have an empty home. Um, <laughs> you get used to it. And the cat's it. going fucking crazy. You get used to it. Damien woke me up three times last night. Each time he woke me up, he was on the floor, meowed really loudly. And when I called him, he came up on the bed, proceeded to lay down on my chest, and would not allow me to go back to sleep until I started petting him. Three times last night. Hmm. Somebody's hella needy. He has such separation anxiety. Yeah. And, like, I don't blame him for it. He's never been alone. Even as a kitten, He he's always been in a house with other cats. Um, so I, I completely understand, especially since there's nobody else in the house either to, mm-hmm. you know, even acknowledge him. Right. Um... But Mr. Nocturnal really, really needs to let me sleep. <laughs> when I when I got up yesterday to go to work um, after being home and I didn't leave all weekends. Right. Like I stayed home. I did some packing mm-hmm. um, and I basically I was, you know, with him all weekend. When right. I got up yesterday and had to go to work, the look he gave me. As I was walking out the door, it Indignant. made my heart break. Oh, he, he just didn't want to be alone. He's like, don't, no, he he's does like, not go. like being alone. Like, and unfortunately, go. until I move, I can't get another cat. He's like, because there's a very good possibility that between getting out of this place and getting into my next place, um, I'll be at least um, two or three weeks at my mother's. And having him with me there is already going to be an issue with her two dogs. So I don't want to end up having two cats with me stuck in a room, trying to keep them away from the dogs. Damien's like, don't leave me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy about it either. But somebody's got to bring home the cat food. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's just going to have to deal with it. Right now, he's just like curled up on my bed, not even looking at me. A little bastard. Because he's probably mad at you for leaving all the time. He is. There you go. He is. I got home and 
sat down on the bed and was eating dinner and figured, hey, he'll come up and, you know, I'll be able to pet him. Nope, nope. He came up, he saw what I was doing, he walked right back out, and he sat down and laid down on my cousin's bed. Like, are you freaking serious? I'm finally home, and now you want to play this game. I thought your cousin took her bed with her. Um... Well, she had the bed that she had here, mm-hmm. and then she had the bed that she had at her parents' house. Okay. So when her parents packed everything up to move out to Arizona, right? the bed that she had here, she packed to go out there. And the bed that she had at her parents, she brought here mm-hmm. because she wasn't going to take that with her. So that bed is actually going to go into the second bedroom in my place and I will have an official guest room. Sweet. Yes, very much so. Well, it's good to hear things are kind of working on the up and up there. Yeah, it's very weird. I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I know that feeling all too well. All right, so at least you've got yourself a home, uh, uh, an actual house. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would not have it without my mother. So I, I'm very thankful for her. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> it, it adds almost a half hour to forty-five minutes to my commute to go to work. Uh, it um, gives you more time to listen to podcasts. I mean, yeah, because it's. In the morning, it'll probably take me about an hour and 15 minutes to get to work. Mm -hmm. Coming home, it's going to be longer um, just because of traffic. Mm. But that means that I have to wake up earlier, which sucks because I like sleep. I know that feeling. All right. So... My weekend day has been pretty good. Same as it's always been. Um, started the holiday shopping. and I think I have everything together. I just got to make one more massive purchase off of Amazon. And I think I got everybody covered for the most part. So there's that. Um, yes, I went to Anime NYC. Um, this week's podcast... It's not, we're not going to spend the entire show talking about the con because I was only there for two days because I had to work on Friday. So I'll be discussing that briefly. Uh, we do have basically a full yet condensed convention report coming up to our website. It should be available with the, in about a week or so. So definitely check that out. And I can say that I finally got the PoochieCon convention report up and... They are not going to like what I have to say. Oh, no. And let's, and let's hope they can take criticism. I mean, let's just hope they actually can know how to read. Oof. And to be perfectly honest, I do not care what they think of what I thought of their convention because unless they get Romiko Takahashi or somebody from Ranma One Half, I do not see myself going back to the convention ever again. Simple as that. It's bad enough they're doing PoochieCon Pennsylvania at a water resort. It's like it's going to be like a mini Colossal Con East. Oh, it's going to be a tragedy. Oh, you saw that too, huh? Mm-hmm. 
the one time their emails don't show up in my junk box. But um, outside of that, you know, things are good. You know, I really can't complain. Um, I have a short work week, but you know, it happens, so I'm not too worried about it. And that's basically the long and short of it. Okay, so coming up now is housekeeping. Uh, don't forget all episodes of Anime Jam Session that, that's been streamed on Twitch this year is available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Look for the playlist uh, podcast VODs. And don't forget to check out the uh, Vogue Network merch shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. Um, you'll find shirts from Orange Dons Radio and Bobby Blackwolf Show. Um, I do have an update for Anime Jam Session. We should have some shirts coming in there soon. I'm kind of sort of designing something to get up there, so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, upcoming conventions, basically, Zenkai Con, March 25th to the 27th, 2022. Um, Winter Con is I have not decided if I'm going to day trip that and just like book a room for Saturday night. I, I, I haven't decided. We'll just see how things go. So, you know, but that's basically is it. So now that we got that out the way, we're going to get into a geek round table. This is a part of the show where we talk more about the geekier elements of our week. So, or something geek we want to share. So what you got, Ari? Uh, it's a lot simpler than usual. I uh, I found like some of the ads on Facebook were advertising like like going out of business or like fr- you know pretty much free stuff and only pay for shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where where was it? The, uh, this so I uh, end up with one of these. It's oh, no, that's not the. Uh, I was looking at all these receipts just uh, run together on me. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a, luxury fountain pens. The uh, Windsor Edge fountain pen. Nice. I'm only gonna use it for like, especially important stuff. But signatures. As I was looking, as I, huh? Signatures. Yeah, as I, as I was you know looking through it before the show started, I noticed that uh, here's a little ink cartridge for it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, that's like, okay, it's like, do you twist this part down or like, oh. I have to buy the ink separately. I've never had to do that before with a pen. See, that reminds me of something. There, I, I don't think it's there now, but when I used to work at Staples in uh, lower Manhattan, there was a place called Fountain Pen Hospital. So they basically fixed and repaired fountain pens and stuff. So I think that was kind of cool. Interesting. Yep, yep. But I'm pretty, I don't know, I think Staples may sell them. They sell... Uh, Ink cartridges like the, for pens, I guess. Yeah, or just Google like the name of the pen and put refill cartridges and see what you find. I guarantee. Yeah, I Amazon think they actually sell. I think they sell refillable ink cartridges for that too. Mm. Ugh. Oh, pardon me. You good? You good? All right, Mako. What are you showing off? And what does Almighty Green? Yeah, um, well, because I'm packing up a lot of stuff, I really don't have anything 
um, available to show mm-hmm. until I get everything moved over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, I get to show off my entire collection mm-hmm. because there's shit that I've had packed for you know six years that hasn't been seen. Um, so I will be showing off the uh, the computer until everything goes through. Um, but as of this week, I actually started uh, getting back into reading Doctor Who fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of different, uh, you know, art- authors that I like to read. But I, uh, I've actually been reading a couple of, um, you know, Rose doesn't get tossed right. into the alternative dimension stories. So she goes through the other uh, the other series with the doctor and sometimes with the companions and sometimes not. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my geek stuff is um, I have been reading some uh, things other than supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I am not currently reading supernatural again, you know, right at this moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? It's 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 my thing. Sorry. I, I I don't believe you. What? I'm just saying. I just don't believe you. <laughs> what? I like my stories. I like my fan fiction. And you like your smut. I do. I like my smut a lot. Oh, God. we all do. just terrible what i'm an adult (laughs) i'm allowed the jury is still out on that what that i'm an adult (laughs) yes for you michael chan we need an adultier adult i know i know (laughs) i i what can i say i had a very weird childhood and just never grew up (laughs) I think everybody that's been a part of this show has had a weird childhood growing up. Weird yeah. is putting it lightly. Mm. Yeah, but... Weird know, and I sheltered, just, yes. Yes, I never had to grow up. So Rub it in I, our I'm... faces, why don't you, Toys R Us kid? <laughs> <laughs> I was allowed to be a child for as long as I want. So now I'm very close to 40 and I look at myself and go, when the fuck did that happen? (laughs) All right. Okay. So I normally show off one thing for my uh, geek round table, but I want to show off two things because they are so fucking cool and I, and I really love them. Um, on a side note, I am still watching uh, the quint- the quintessential quintuplets, which reminds me now that I'm, I got some time off this week. Me and Michael Chan will be doing uh, Cowboy Bebop, and we will be discussing it next week. And mm-hmm. I will be hopefully finishing up uh, Tokyo Revengers. But I want to show off two things that I bought at Anime NYC. The first item. I thought it was going to be just my only purchase at the con. Um, one of the reasons why I went to Anime NYC was to meet one of my favorite anime cover artists, Amelie. 
and she was there doing autographs and selling CDs. So I picked up her equivalent CD. I haven't listened to it yet, but I cannot wait since this is all the entire album is covers from FMA. That on my that, clip. That explains why, uh, yep. why the logo looks like the uh, mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist word mark. I would love for her to do a co- the cover It's Love from the first Ronma one half film. I would love that, but I I'm pr- I might put it on tonight. I might put it on tomorrow while I'm getting my stuff together, packing to go away, because uh, I will be invading Mako-chan and having um, turkey and all that good stuff. So, hold on here and done and up. So I'm gonna listen to this tomorrow on my on my fancy new speakers, and I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Now, it's far and few I can sit here and foam at the mouth about my favorite video games. Yes, I have ones that are like in my top category, but there's like one video game that's like my it's basically my favorite fighting game of all time. And I used to cosplay one of the characters from the game, but I do see myself doing it again a couple of times. And that character is part of the reason why I I no longer have an issue with wearing glasses because I've always had an issue for years, especially if you know of a particular TV show that I used to have to deal with growing up. But, you know. So I was just walking through the convention center in the dealer's hall, and I just happened to spot... This one character's face, I'm just like, wait, is that? Is that? Oh my god, yes it is. I got myself a copy of Justice Gakuen, better known as Rival Schools for the original PlayStation 1. Nice. nice. I was like, oh my god, yes. And the, the deal at the table is called Retro Psycho, where I got it from. And they had a lot of classic anime CDs. And a, and a lot of Eurobeat stuff. Alright, I, I will show them off next week, but... Marco, you want you know what else I picked up at from that table? From that booth? What? Two Tenchi Muyo CDs. Ooh. One of them is the Christmas CD. Nice. And the other one is the Best Of. Cool. And that's where I've also found your Detective Conan CD. <laughs> so, yeah. I was really hype about that. So I'm like, and I realized it had so it had a lot of other older CDs. I'm like, if the credit, if I, I mean, if my, if my credit card bill wasn't so high, I probably would have walked out with at least 10 CDs at that, that that Saturday. I mean I mean on that Sunday. But I do have their card. I have a friend that lives in it lives on Atlanta, so I don't think it's gonna be that hard for me to kind of track down some more CDs. Awesome. Nor- yeah, normally I don't buy used CDs per se, but these are vintage. These are classics. So mm-hmm. I c- so I could not resist. So I'm quite happy about those. Hmm. Now that we got that out the way, let's talk turkey. Couple, couple. 
for, for, for the most part, yeah. And I'm going to need some, and I am going to need a bit of background music. It's not the background music that I want, but it'll do. All right, so we're going to talk anime NYC. And, I, and I'm going to promise you this is not going to, this will take no more than 20 minutes. 10 minutes tops. As I said earlier in the show, I was only there for Saturday and Sunday, Friday, because I had to work. If you want a more in-depth, detailed report, uh, we will have it coming up next week by La Chocola, one of our uh, staff writers. And hers will be will be very good to read. So now I understand a lot of weebs. I'm in that mood, so I'm calling weebs weebs. A lot of weebs <laughs> were upset they could not get into the con on Friday. The reason why is because the vaccination line was backed up to high hell. Now, my question. My train of thought was Anime NYC basically did what New York Comic Con did, except that New York Comic Con vaccination check-in ran to 7 o'clock. Anime NYC's ran till 6. And there were people waiting on the line for 3 to 4 hours before going in. Now, mind you, that information was on the website. And my and it, this is my thought. How is it that these two separate conventions did the same thing, but Anime NYC was bottlenecking as much. My only theory is that a bunch of you weebs did not go and do vaccination checks on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Y'all decided to show up and do that shit on Friday. And if you're local and you showed up on Friday to do the vax check and badge check badge walk-in, you brought that on yourself, and even and you do not deserve a refund. Simple as that. I understand there are people with Friday badges who are demanding refunds. You don't get a refund for something like this. I could see the con reaching out and giving y'all, those who got Friday badges, a discount off of 2022 badges, like 20% off or something like that. That I can see. Because unlike other conventions, um, Anime NYC actually dealt with it and posted update information on how to deal with it. Even this, even the con chair says he does not want Anime NYC to be known as Line Con, which is understandable and rightfully so. Because you know what? This shit is not Anime Boston. If you were there that year, you know. Yeah, like yeah, you ain't getting no refund, so don't hold your breath on that. Ugh, pardon me. You're good. My 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 next issue is the masquerade. Now, it's not that much of an issue per se. It's more like what I am used to. And I do understand rules of the masquerades change over years and change between conventions. And, and I totally get that. My issue is the fact that a walk-on walked away with best in show. 
I do not think that 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 it's fair to those who entered with skits. Now, for those of you who don't know, Best in Show is a cumulative of best craftsmanship and best performance. That's the way it's been for years. Granted, I have gone to a couple of conventions where Best in Show did go to a walk-on only because the the con itself was basically just for walk-ons or the majority of the skits were walk-ons and or it was said so in the rules. Now, that wasn't said in the rules, so I don't know. I'm just saying, if I did like this amazing skit with a bunch of my friends and we did craftsmanship judging and it was chef's kiss <laughs> and our our skit was that damn good, you mean to tell me somebody who just did a walk-on walks away with best in the show? Personally, I don't think that's fair. Granted, it was a great cosplay. This person did him from Powerpuff Girls. Now, nice. Now, nice. unlike other people, I accept what the judges did, and I respect their decisions. I do not agree, but I respect it. Now, something like that should have been more clarified in the rules for the masquerade, but there wasn't. So there's that. Now, another thing is the categories. Beginner, intermediate, advanced. Beginning categories for those who have never won a major award. Intermediate is for those who've won between one and three major awards. Advanced is for those who've won four or more. I'm sorry. I, that's something, again, I do not agree with. Winning one award does not put you intermediate. It should be one to three, four to six, seven to ten, or something like that. And I honestly feel if you have won at least ten awards from major convention um, masquerades, you are automatically retired or you do a non-competitive skit. There's no need for you to sandbag masquerades because you think you're the shit. Sit down. I did have a couple of other things I wanted to discuss about the con, but it's not coming to me right now, so it's not that important. Now, the last thing was something that popped up on the radar earlier, and I'm slightly pissed about it because it's fake news for the most part. Someone on Twitter is saying that they know somebody who got into the convention with a fake vaccination card. Uh. Now, one of our staffers reached out asking if there was a source According to the person who tweeted it, it was found because somebody said it in a Facebook group. Bullshit. Now, let me tell you something. When this happened at Dragon Con, oh, the, oh, we had internet detectives on it, and we saw screenshots from Facebook groups about what had happened and what was said. And that's what that was all about. Now... If this originate in a Facebook group, you best believe somebody would have screenshotted it and posted it for the entire world to see. Mm-hmm. But also, I want to say, we should be in a mindset, we should be in a state of mind where regardless of, of, of the conventions that we attend, we should always assume that 
somebody has something and you should be going and get tested. Basically, three days after a convention or a big event, you should be getting tested right off the bat. So you should not be freaking out if somebody tests positive this or that. It's one thing if the con bumbles it up and doesn't tell anybody if they know, like Poochie Con. But, you know, as a friend of mine once said to me, it's like going to a con and assuming that no one has an STD. <laughs> and Ouch. Well, it's true. Because I'll tell you this right now. Tomorrow morning when I get up, after I do my laundry, I'm heading over to Coney Island Hospital and I'm getting tested. That way I am covered. Every, And I admit, what my friend said was funny, but it's true. Yep, as Bob Coffey says, she's not wrong. Seriously. So after every major event or convention or whatever, hell, even if you're going to a ball game, go get tested. At least that way you know. Wait three to four days after... Go get tested and then find out. And if you want to know why to wait three to four days, there is an incubation period. Because if you go like the next day, the test results could be negative and you could be positive and not even know it. Wait three to four days. And the last thing, I don't want to make things personal. I don't like bringing up personal issues on, on the podcast because the podcast is not a way for me to vent, but I have, I have to discuss this in the past. I have ran photo shoot meetups at various conventions with a variety of photographers. I've had photographers show up that I did not want there. I've had photographers show up that were known to be creeps and so forth. What did I do? I allowed them to be there as long as they behaved and respected everybody. And that's what I did. And when I would run these shoots and take my pictures, I'd make sure that I was not in the way of any other photographers and so forth. Respect everybody's space. When I went to the Sailor Moon shoot, one of the staffers for the con was the head photographer and decided to move his fat ass right in front of me while I was shooting pictures. And I was 100% disrespectful. And I know why he did it. I do not care for the reasons behind it, but it was just rude, crude, and disrespectful. And that's it. I just find it, I just find it kind of odd. He is the head photographer for the Sailor Moon photo shoot, where... As 99% of his photography is not that good. I'm sorry, but if you're editing photos, your photos should be nice, crisp, and clear. Not in shade, not the character, the people in the photo should not look like they are in shades of red and pink. No, you need to adjust your tint on your photos, good sir. And that's it. All I know is Zenkai Khan's coming around. I know I'm going to have a couple of shoots I'm going to run. People are going to show up. And I'm going to let them be. And as Washu Otaku says, meh, people think my pictures are crap. Washu, I think you are a good photographer. I like your photos. 
But I also know for a fact you're not going to disrespect another photographer by moving into their space to take a picture. I know that. And, 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 and that's okay. Now, overall... I stayed in it. I stayed in New York City for the con because there were no trains running in my area. The walk back and forth was not that bad. The weather was good. I enjoyed it. Again, Anime NYC is not a con I would cosplay to unless there was a hotel directly across the street. Then that would be a little bit better for me. But I will say walking around that Saturday with the tripod wasn't that bad. It was a lot more lightweight than I thought it would be, you know? I will say this. If you want to go to a con where it's just multicultural all over the place, if you want to see your favorite characters being cosplayed United Colors of Benetton, this is definitely worth it, especially on Saturday. You're going to have a great time. And the after parties are amazing. I did not go because I had stuff to do as press, but I, if I didn't, I would go. Maybe next year I'll get a room for the full, another room for the full weekend and go on a Friday night and just see how things run. And that's Anime NYC for me. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. It really does hit home as a hometown con. And I like the fact that no matter what happens, any issues, they will take care of it as as it goes through. So that's my take on Anime NYC. If you have any more questions for me about the con, you can drop me a line at podcast at animejamsession.com or vronma at djronmas.net. Until then, be on the lookout for our convention report. And now that we got that out the way, I believe Mako Chan's going to give us some brief news from Anime NYC. Uh, yeah, let me pull all of that up. Here, and you get that up. And as Bob Coffey says, I would love to go to Anime NYC again once things are more safe. Most definitely. And when you do, and I have a room, you have a place to crash. Yeah, so there were a couple of announcements um, from some of the bigger uh, manga and comic companies about what they're going to be putting out uh, very shortly. Um, so Kadansha is coming out with Wisteria, Wand and Sword, Go-Go, Loser Ranger, mm. uh, Shonen Note, Boy Soprano, Run Away With Me Girl... Uh, as a reincarnated aristocrat, I'll use my appraisal skill to rise in the world. Uh, the Ice Blade Sorcerer shall rule the world. In the clear moonlit dusk, uh, Shangri-La Frontier. Uh, and then I was reincarnated as the Seventh Prince, so I'll take my time perfecting my magic ab magical ability. Uh, PTSD Radio. Um, Jeez. Yeah, uh, new formatting and box sets for uh, Sweet and Soap, uh, Watokoi, Complete Manga, Rent-A-Girlfriend, oh. uh, new formats and collections for Fire Force, uh, Noragami, Ghost in the Shell, fully compiled edition, um, print debuts for Avant-Garde Yumiko, and Miss Miyazin would love to get closer to you. Uh, 
uh, Noise, No Longer Human, Complete Edition. Um, also coming out, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Na- Nagatoro box set, Dissolving Classroom, Collector's Edition. Kadansha had a lot of crap coming out. Yeah, I've um, heard. My Master yeah. Has No Tail, Shaman King. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's coming out by Kadansha. Yen Press also announced that they've got a bunch of crap coming out. Um, so they have a new series called uh, Chitose is in the Ramune Bottle. Mm. Uh, the Bride of Demise, uh, Sasaki and Pichan. Wait, 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 stop. Sasuke and Pichan? Sasuki and, P- and Pichan. It's a light novel. Huh. You you uh, did, wouldn't, didn't want to see that uh, Ron Naruto crossover, I guess? <laughs> uh, hi, I'm a witch, and my crush wants me to make a love potion. The Other World's books depend on the bean counter. See you tomorrow at the food court. Nights with a cat. I know you're picking that one up. Oh my god, (laughs) I I might have to. Um, The Geek X Hitman. Oh dear god. The cover of this series book is a freaking hitman with a gun holding a love pillow. Oh lord. Oh my god. Oh god. Um another story from Madoka Magica. No game, no life. Uh volume eleven is coming out. And then Denpa, um, they came out with the list of um things that they will that they are going to be putting out. Um Faku and Denpa are teaming up to mm. co-publish an erotic romantic comedy manga, Nana and Karu. Oh my! Um, <laughs> uh, a new manga called They Were Eleven is set for winter. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Char's Counterattack is for next summer. March Comes In Like a Lion begins its English publication fall of next year. Um... Reho Desperado launches of winter next year. Um, Black Tights Wide, uh, that arrives spring of next year. The Art of Jun, Tabe Girl, is uh, uh, quarter four of 2022. So there's a lot of manga coming out next year. I'm kind of excited because I've been on a reading kick, as you know. And I do enjoy reading manga as well. So I'm looking forward to reading some new stuff. All right, Mako-chan. Those manga titles are all over the damn place. All right, Mako-chan. I'm going to tell you one thing. Mm -hmm. Avoid Rent-A-Girlfriend. It will piss you off. I have heard various things about Rent-A-Girlfriend. I watched the anime. You've heard me rail about how much I hated it. Mm-hmm. So. What was wrong with it? Everything. Oh, okay. To summarize, the main hero is a fucking idiot who can't stop spanking it. The main girl has her head stuck up her ass as she does it and she thinks she is the shit. The main character's ex-girlfriend is a cunt, you know? So, yeah. <sighs> And as Bob Coffey says, Blockbuster Girlfriend is trash. Entertaining train wreck trash. Mm-hmm. God. Okay. All right. 
All right, Ari, what's up with the Slayers? Uh, let's see. Where is it? Uh, J Novel Club to release audiobook for the Slayers novels. Uh, J Novel Club announced at its panel at Anime NYC that it'll release audiobooks for Hajime Kenzaka and Rui Ariazumi's Slayers light novel series. Lisa Ortiz, who voices Lena Inverse in the anime adaptation's English dub, is narrating the audiobook. Uh, J Novel Club is releasing the novels digitally and in print and describes the series as beautiful, brilliant sorcerer girls just can't have nice things. All I wanted to do was swipe a little ban bit of bandit treasure now suddenly being chased around by icky trolls, nasty demons, mean mummies, and brooding golem bad boys. And for what? A tiny little artifact that can bring about the end of the world. <clears throat> Wonderful. <laughs> Fujimi Shobo's Fantasia Bunko label published the original Demon, like the original Slayers novel in 1990, and the 15 novel Slayers 15 Demon Slayers in May of 2000. And Tokyo Pop published eight, eight of the novels in English. 16 volumes shipped in October 2018 as the first new volume in nearly 18 years. Kenzaka launched a third part, in quotes, for the novel series of Katakawa's Dragon Magazine in 2019. Mm. I feel like this is another one of the series I missed out on the first time around. Yeah, it's, Slayers is really good. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like D&D &D on not the finest weed in the world, but like the fifth finest. So like the seeds and stems and all the chafe right no it's still good shit it's still good shit but it's not the kind of shit that snoop dog is going to be giving you right if you want the stuff that snoop dog has you're going to have to watch bastard <laughs> you're gonna have to get in close with its posse that's what you're gonna have to do first and i love the fact that lisa ortiz is is voice is it is doing the audiobooks i, I absolutely love that Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, look, Mako-chan, it's your fandom. Oh, it's me again. Yes. Hideo Kojima, you know, the guy behind Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear. So, Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> so two years after launching its first game... Uh, Hideo Kojima's Death Standing game developer, Kojima Productions, is officially ready to expand its focus. To do so, the company launched a new division dedicated to film, TV, and music, which will also be opening in Los Angeles, California. Leading the charge is Riley Russell, who spent nearly 28 years in various roles at PlayStation, such as Chief Legal Officer and VP of Business Opinion business affairs according to russell the new division will be tasked with working with creative and talented professionals in television music and film as well as the more familiar game industry um so the uh, kojima production business manager 
Um, Yoshiko Fukara expanded on that statement, adding, finding new ways to entertain, engage, and offer value to our fans is essential in a fast-moving, ever-changing storytelling world. Our new division will take the studio into even more areas that present our creative narratives beyond video games and to open up ways for our fans to communicate and immerse themselves in these spaces. I'm kind of excited um, just because I do like Kojima's games. So if that is brought to movies and television, um, I think that's going to be a very exciting time. Sounds good. I mean, I unfortunately, obviously, um, Konami has Metal Gear. Um, but I would not mind him doing a Metal Gear-esque type series. You know, he's got all sorts of ideas that he's kept to himself because, you know, Sony and Konami just wanted to keep milking that cash cow. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely like to see something in that universe. Obviously, you know, he's not going to be able to use Snake. Um, but I think the universe itself and the way that the storyline in the games went through, I think that would make a, an interesting take on a series or a movie or a series of movies, um, trying to play off of that without actually playing off of it. (laughs) Mm. Don't mind me. Um, the whole thing about the fake vaccination card. Supposedly this person tested positive. And again, there it was heard in a Facebook group. If it was heard in a Facebook group, where are the screenshots? Obviously, it's a clear case that don't believe everything you read on the internet, but exactly. two, if, it's fa- if it actually is a faked, you know, vaccination card. What did she expect to happen? Exactly. And we should and we should again, we should be at the point where after going to these events, we should go get tested regardless of shit like this happening. So we shouldn't even be freaking out unless the con screws the pooch on letting people know. Whatever. Like I said, I, I I'm not believing this unless there's actual proof that somebody said this in a, in, a, in a group, something like that. And secondly, well, I would say, what type of person would actually go on a Facebook group saying they snuck in with a Vax card? You would be... Yeah. You, you mm. would, yeah. Then the again, problem yeah, is... Yeah, um, let's go. I just want to say, after saying that, I have to think about it for a second. These are probably the same people who refuses to pay for anime and bootleg it. One of the colleges... Um, I know had a very huge issue with COVID mm-hmm. the beginning of this year. Um, nobody could stay on campus unless, unless they had vaccination cards and a majority of the people that ended up staying on campus, they bought their vaccination cards and oh the very first week of school um, on this campus 
a very large majority of people came down with COVID. It is very easy to buy vaccination cards, but the fact that you have the, the fact that you disagree with getting your vaccination and are still willing to give your money to a company that wants you to be vaccinated just shows how hypocritical you are. Yep. Because you're still giving them your money. You're not, you know, you're not boycotting them. You're not banning them. You're, you're still giving them your money. Mm-hmm. You're just being a dick. Exactly. And, and two things. A dangerous, life-threatening dick. Yeah. And to follow what you just said, Mako, uh, I, when I was playing Borderlands 3 last night with Kurt Hikari-chan, she was, she was telling me that I think she was telling me like a friend of hers, a, fr- a, co- a, a co-worker almost died from COVID because her daughter came home with it from campus and they were basically like, you, got, you cannot be on campus. So she had she had no place to go but home. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I have a friend right now who almost died from COVID. She is currently in um, breathing rehabilitation so that she doesn't need an oxygen tank anymore. What one of our friends, her uncle just passed from COVID, and he was a you know true blue mm-hmm. anti-vaxer. Did not believe that COVID was actually a thing. Mm-hmm. Refused to go to the hospital. I have two friends right now that are going through COVID mm-hmm. um, because they were around people that, you know, said they were vaccinated and lied. So, I mean, this is this is a thing and it's going to continue being a thing. And if you don't want to be vaccinated, that's, you know, that's fine. Don't. You know, that that's up to you, but still continue to do the things that you need yeah. to do to keep mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. around you fucking safe. Yes. And and like and and like and I didn't mention this, but you know, I'm going to Mako's for Thanksgiving this year. And like I said, tomorrow I'm getting tested. I'm telling you this right now. If the quick test pops positive, I'm staying home until I get the final test. And if that comes back negative, I'm on my way. If not, I'm staying home. Simple as that. On the plus side, the majority of my personal black shopping, uh, Black Friday shopping is already done. And, and yeah, that's with, it. The, with more and more people getting injured on Black Friday from stamping, from stampeding crowds. Ari, and, Ari, Ari, Ari. That hasn't happened in years. You see, you see, like videos of I mean, people getting into fist fights yeah, over but, TVs and shit. Yeah, but don't, that's from years ago. I mean, there's a black... no. There, there are still people that go out on Black Friday yeah. and get into fights. Yeah, fights, the problem yeah, is but... it's it's in areas mm. that I. It's in areas mm. that you would not expect it to be Probably. happening in. That's why they had the Black Friday death count website. And over the years, the numbers have been going down, you know? And as somebody that used to work Black Fridays, I'll tell you this right now. Big ticket shit, if you ain't there at 5 a.m., you ain't getting it. Store's only letting a few people in at a time till all of it's done. And right now... You're not, you're not holding it for anything. Yeah. And Bob Coffee just said it's all online. The stuff in store is leftovers at this point. Yep. 
I mean, right. Uh -huh. The next thing I'm buying for myself is a nice 7.1 surround sound system. I'm not going to Best Buy to buy it. I'm ordering it and have that shit delivered, shipped to my house. Simple as that. Yeah, I think that's the only reason why the numbers are going down yeah. is because all the, you know, the the great deals that you could get going into the store, you can now get online. But the thing is, those deals have always been happening. But I think because of COVID, it's just sale online sales are just shot up because of that. Yes, people are still going out and buying in store but not as much as they used to you know like i me and mako more me than it was mako i look forward to going out and buying shit on black friday i mean last year stayed home did nothing yeah we actually walked around walmart i think we each found a movie and just left or something like that you know and as Bob Coffey says, the pandemic has been a game changer. They don't want the drama and stores combined with the pandemic. Absolutely. You know? Mm. And now that we got our rant out of the system, let's talk about Demon Slayer. And looks like recording artist Lisa wins Japan uh, Association's record song of the year, which is really awesome. Lisa is a talented artist. So basically what happened was the 63rd Japan Record Awards announced uh, last Friday Lisa's um, song Akaboshi from Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train Arc, which is season two of the anime, was named one of the songs of the year. Other artists had nominations such as Junrets, uh, with uh, Kimiga Sobana Irukara, Nogisak, Nogizaka 46 with Gomene Fingers Crossed, The Ice with Citrus, Nizi Yu with Take a Picture, The Pump, another one of my favorite bands, Dream on the Street, AKB 48 with Nemo Ha Mo Rumor, Daichi Miura with Backwards, Kyoshi Hikawa with Happy, and Awesome City Club with Wasareno. Otto, Bank Band, Takashi Matsumoto, and Yoasobi earn the Special Achievement Awards, which honors people or works that have garnered widespread attention or captured the zygus. Messia was recognized for Best Vocal Performance, and she's also a talented artist. I like her music, too. Ini, Takeo, Macaroni, and Pets, and Ruka Mochizuki were named New Artists of the Year. Among the latest recipients of the Special Lifetime Achievement Awards are the late Makoto Kawaguchi, the late Asei Kobayashi, and the late Koichi Sugiyama. The award ceremony will be held on December 30th and will air in Japan on TBS, which is the Tokyo Broadcasting System, not the TBS that we know. Akaboshi is opening theme for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train Arc, the seven-episode television anime version of Demon Slayer... Kimetsu no Yaiba manga Mugen Train arc, also seen in the movie, uh, the Mugen Train anime film. It is the year's most downloaded digital single by a female artist in its first week with over 75,630 downloads in its first week. The single debuted digitally on October 18th and will ship with a double-A side physical release on November 17th, which was last week, alongside the song Chirogane, which is the ending theme Lisa did for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train Arc. Wow. Wait, why did he do that? <clears throat> 
And now our last story of the night. Um, more 2.5 stage plays. I actually can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, they announced on Live View in Japan announced that they have three prog- uh, play programs lined up. Life Spectacle Naruto, My Hero Damia Academia, the Ultra Stage, and Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the Musical. Nozi Nogizaka 46 version 2019. Though the Globe Coding Service from December 10th, 2021 to February 3, 2022. In addition, the company will stream two new titles. The uh, Kaguya Hime's Beloved version of uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. I am definitely dropping 20 bucks on that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the upcoming live spectacle Naruto, The Tale of Naruto Uzumaki. Uh, stream tickets are available for two, for different, uh, for four different two-week viewing periods, uh, but uh, only, but Naruto will only be available for the last two viewing periods, uh, December 10th to the 23rd, uh, December 24th to January 6th, January 7th to January 20th, and January 21st to February 3rd. The first three older stage plays will stream worldwide, except in the Middle East, mainland China, North Korea, and Russia. The two newer stage plays have the same exceptions and will also not stream in Japan. Live View in Japan uh, streamed Live Spectacle Naruto, My Hero Academia, The Ultra Stage, and Nogi Zaka 46 version mm-hmm. 2019 from August 6 to August 26. God, that's a mouthful of a title. Yeesh. Uh, Live Spectacle Nara ran in 2015. Ultra Stage ran in 2019. Nogizaka 46 is a 2019 run of a stage play that originally ran in 2018. Uh, Pretty Garden Sailor, Sailor Moon Kaguya Hime's Beloved ran from September 3rd to the 12th. The musical was originally planned to debut in summer 2019, but was delayed till ne- the next year, and then delayed again because of COVID. And uh, live spectacle Naruto, the tale of Naruto Uzumaki, will run in Tokyo's Nippon Signing Call, Signing Hall, from December fourth to thirteenth, and Osaka's Hotel Mela Park from December twenty fifth to January second. Everybody got that? Yep. This is some crazy. Like, there's a lot of dates to keep track of. Yeah, I know. And this one, uh, Nogizaka, it, it sounds like a Sailor Moon shitpost. It's not, though. It's the name of the troupe that did that one, that did that one musical. Oh, 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 god damn it. It's sort of Ugh. like AKB48 and HKT48. Nogizaka46 is like the name of that one troupe. Gotcha. If I remember correctly, yeah. Yes, that is the name of the troupe. Thank you, yeah. I think that was the, the troop that came to the U.S. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now that we got that out the way, it's time to, for the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, and I called the di- second one. God damn it! <laughs> okay, I'll take the last one. Okay, then I get the first one. Have a you're gonna have a blast with it. 
Ha ha. H- how? Ha. I mean, she is a part of Team Rocket, so they're always blasting off again. Th- that was I. Ha ha. <laughs> ha. Ha ha. Anyway, so uh, Hokkaido police station was evacuated because of an old man. Um, What did that old man do? Well, uh, he had something in his attic that he figured, eh, he was in his 70s and he should probably get rid of it so that nobody else had to deal with it. And that thing was a bombshell. And uh, so, yeah, on November 18th, man in his 70s walked into the central police station in Hokkaido carrying a bombshell in a plastic shopping bag. (laughs) Um, It was only reasonable that the building and surrounding area were evacuated. The area was cleared of some 1,500 people to ensure safety while the ground self-defense force was called in to examine and recover the shell. Their investigation determined that the 11-inch long and 3-inch wide shell likely once belonged to the Imperial Army was not a hazard because it didn't contain gunpowder. Meanwhile, many readers of the news online were surprised by his choice of plastic shopping bag to carry it in, Mm. especially since the government enforced a uh, a mandatory charge of 3 to 5 yen, which is 3 to 4 cents, for plastic bags from supermarkets and other shops. Um, at least use a tote bag. Those things can break easily. <laughs> I never knew munitions transport was one of the many things you could do with a plastic bag. Uh, shopping bags really were amazing, weren't they? I miss those things. Um, th- according to the police, the man had found the shell when he tore down a relative's house over 40 years ago and kept it in his own attic ever since. Because he was getting up in years, he wanted to make sure it was safely dealt with before he passed and decided to turn it into the police. So at least his heart was in the right place, although starting with a phone call probably would have been more prudent. Since he had no criminal intent, hopefully the man won't be punished too severely, but it shows that more awareness may need to be raised about dealing with recurring problems of unexploded unexploded ordnance. In fact, the very next day, 10 more shells were discovered in a construction site about 124 miles away in Otoru City, Hokkaido, and needed to be secured. In all cases, since their detonators often deteriorate with age, they can become highly unstable and go off with even the slightest jostle, let alone tossing it into a plastic bag. So be extremely careful. I... I, Obviously, he had moved this thing 40 years ago, but why, why, why would you think to just toss it into a plastic bag and go, ah, here? Is it wrong? I I love how people were more upset that he was using a plastic bag and not a reusable tote. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, like, why did you, like, you're using a plastic bag, I hope the I hope it falls out of the bottom and blows up on your ass. See, is it wrong that I'm picturing this old man looks like Ray's grandfather from Sailor Moon and he just walks right in with this plastic bag with with the bombshell in it? 
knowing him, like someone in the office would like sneeze really hard near it, and then would just get a cutaway to an explosion. That would be amusing, actually. <laughs> get killed Ooh. by a fucking Looney Tunes gag. That's all, folks. Oy vey. All right, okay, all right. Now, what's going on with coffee there, Ari? Well, a lot of Japanese people would say that when cold winter weather rolls around, the best thing you do is park yourself on a kotats, a kind of low table with a heater attached to its underside, slide your legs underneath it, and wait for spring. While kotats may be the most convincing argument for never leaving your living room in the winter, there's also a way to experience without living a Herbert life thanks to Tokyo's Nescafe Harajuku. Starting at the end of the month, the, Nes- the Nestle-run cafe will be replacing a number of its seats with kotats. In addition to four two-person kotats tables, there will be eight single-person kotats desks for solo relaxers or remote workers. In contrast to the warm furnishings, the cafe will be offered a- offering a number of new chilled refreshments, with the most dynamic, dynamic being iced coffee served in a cup made of ice. Well, now. and uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Well, now, on the sweet side, the cat-shaped nougat glass glaze—I forget how it's pronounced in that context—a creamy cake with nuts and orange pieces is definitely the cutest option. Those who prefer aesthetics is one that is one that elegantly simple. Like simplicity can instead offer the Mike and ice cream daifuku with a mandarin orange center, vanilla ice cream, and a mochi coating. And there's also the Mikan Sherbet with vanilla ice cream. The combination of a warm kotats and chilled refreshments might seem counterintuitive, but you could argue it's a little like Yukimiburo, Japan's tradition of going for open-air dips in the winter at hot springs with snow all around them. Prices for the special menu items range from 520 yen for the Sherbet to 1,000 yen for the iced coffee cup, which is limited to 10 customers per day. And the special Kotat seats will be available from November 26th to December 12th. And yeah, having one of those at my own place would be nice, but I would have absolutely nowhere to put it. I think I actually have room for a Kotats in my in my little small apartment. I want a Kotats. Of course uh, you do. do. Of course you do, Kobayashi. I want a Kotats, and I want to fall asleep under it. And then I want to wake up and eat tangerines. Uh, will you? Will you be the one where, uh, you know, it, it, the establishing shot just has your head poking out of the blanket with like an ah face on it, like that? Pretty much. I don't. I don't forget <laughs> with the big old uh, bubble out of her nose. No, no, not that. Like she'd be fully awake and be like just enjoying the warmth, like ah, you know, like that. I, I'm the person that during the middle of winter, with it being, you know, 20 degrees outside, I will have my window open just so that I can curl up under the blankets. Oh, let's see if we can find any on Amazon. Oh, you will. Well, they're going to be pretty pricey. Yeah, because you got you to gotta buy the table. You got to buy the blanket to go with the table because it's a special blanket. Mm-hmm. You can't just use your own quilt? No. No, because you have to get something, one, that's going to be heavy enough, and two, 
um, that isn't going to overheat due to the heater under the table. Mm-hmm. Good point. It also has to be large enough for the table and to actually use it with the table correctly. Hmm. A lot of these are around. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of these are around the $200 mark. They're a little above or a little below. It's not bad if it comes with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them, like, you can buy, like, the individual, you know, pieces, like the table, the heater, and why the hell is this thing suggesting a fucking Daikamora? Am I suggest? Oh, God. I hate this fucking algorithm. Ari, it's okay. We all know that you want a Mercury Daimakamura. It's okay. It's from freaking Fire Force. I don't even even watch that series. Fire Force is a good anime. I'm not saying it's not, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering where the hell this anomaly is coming from. <sighs> Anywho, yeah, our last story of the night. Um, one thing. Um, mm. from what I'm seeing, uh. The table by itself is two hundred dollars, and then the mattress by itself, the the blanket is two hundred dollars. Oh, the only way you could probably find it cheaper if you go to Mitsuwa. Sometimes you will see them there for sale. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. And this one, <laughs> I'm looking. This one doesn't even have the heater included. You have to buy the heater on top of that. Them import fees. Really well, no, I'm I'm looking on. I'm also looking on Amazon. This is the English Amazon, so I have free Prime delivery for Sunday, November twenty eighth. <laughs> but yes, they they're expensive. Yeah, just the quilts I'm looking at right now are the cheapest one I've found is 120 just for the quilt itself. Now that we got that out of the way, let's discuss the very last article of tonight. English and poop. Oh boy. A kanji quirk leads to some harsh language and reminder to pet owners. Well, as this story goes, uh, at the start of the pandemic, people have been going for walks around their local Japanese neighborhood. Because when you're feeling cooped up in the house and still trying to avoid the crowds, Japan's often congested trains and subways aren't such an attractive transportation option. But on the bright side, being in Yokohama, it's pretty nice with a couple of tree-lined streets and multiple parks. It's nothing fancy, but most have benches in the shade, a place for you to sit down and have a meal or sip some green tea. But lately, there's been some issues in the parks. Like, a a nice leafy street is also a popular place for pet owners to take their dog for a walk. And... When you walk your dog, they got to go. And owners are not cleaning up after their dogs. 
is a sign there at these parks telling people to clean up after their dogs. The sign basically says, Inu no funwa kanarazu omochikari kudasai, which translates to, please make absolutely sure to take your dog's droppings home with you. With fun being an inoffensive Japanese word similar to the English equivalent to droppings or feces. Now, there is an English version of the sign there, too. It basically says you have to bring back the dog shit. <sighs> Lovely. Lovely words, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Now, the harsher vocabulary is somewhat offset by the lack of Japanese versions exclamation points, though. But that almost makes the matter-of-fact dropping of the expletive even more startling. So the reason why the sign ended up like that, going back to the word used in Japanese, fun, on the sign, is the phonetic script called katakana, which is kind of unusual since katakana is mostly commonly used for foreign loan words, but sometimes gets confused for Japanese words with kanji characters that aren't commonly used, like with certain scientific or medical terms. But because Japanese has so many words that are pronounced the same way with different meanings, if you plug the phonetic uh, katakana in for fun into a translation program, it won't quite know what to do with it. It might force fit something else. So that's basically what we got here. So going through the translation, fun translates to the kanji, which is a con also the same kanji of kuso, which also is Japanese for the word shit. But fun and kuso technically mean the same thing, so it's not so shocking that they share a kanji. They're very different atmospheres, though, are a big part of the reason why they're usually written phonetically, either in katakana or hiragana, since the kanji doesn't give the writer to the ability to differentiate between the, the politer words and the harsher meaning. In defense of whoever wrote it, literally, this shit. It's not like the neighborhood has a huge expat population. So really any sort of English signage is a thoughtful gesture by the local parks department. And honestly, seeing some startling vocabulary is still a lot better than stepping in a brown, squishy surprise. <sighs> and on that note, we are going to wrap up the show. Well, shit. Kind of turtable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Could we not? Sorry. Enter bad fart joke here. So, if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this show for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're basically telling you straight up. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. 
Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, editorials, uh, convention reports. We have three coming up over the next couple of weeks, so definitely check those out. Cosplayer interviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, links to our YouTube videos of convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay photos, all that and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. So, if you also enjoy the podcast, if you have, a, who doesn't have a, uh, a mobile phone, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you use for for listening to podcasts, search Anime Jam Session. All the episodes are there. Take a listen, check them out, and leave reviews if you could. We really appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow those for updates on our site when we're going live, articles, and then some. And don't forget our tip jar down below. Uh, links to our Ko-Fi and Streamlabs accounts are there. So, I mean, Stream Elements. So, if you don't want to uh, chip, uh, send cheers and bits, you could do that. We really appreciate that. And there's no more auto-hosting. So, you know, if you're a content creator and you see us going live, please host us. We really appreciate that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I'll be happy to actually get to sleep and not have to worry about getting up tomorrow. I'm mm. off to, I'm off tomorrow again. <laughs> last words, Mako-chan. I am so glad that tomorrow is my last day of work for the week. My last words. I'm actually looking forward to being off tomorrow. I got stuff to do, very important stuff to do. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and we'll start to count down to the holidays until we're off for the rest of the year and our Christmas special. So that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, that is perfect. That is awesome. We're getting out of here. See you next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!